0: Now What? Starts now. Now. Good morning. Good
1: morning to you. We are glad you are with us today.
0: Welcome to Now What? If you are joining us again from last week, thank you so much. Welcome back. And if this is your first episode, thank you for coming along for this exciting journey.
1: Absolutely. This is a space. Well, we attempt to help you move and maximize your now and then move to your next. Here's what we've discovered. Everyone in life gets information, plenty of facts. Uh, you experience life, you have events happen to you, and then we get stuck. Uh, anything could cause you to get stuck or frozen just kind of where you are. And our goal is really to help you move forward and experience the best of life. And so... We want to answer that question that everyone asks themselves after being stuck in a situation or paralyzed in their past or present too long, and that question is simply, now what? what?
0: Just as a reminder, we are Drs. Janelle and Dwight Riddick, and we are excited and honored about the opportunity to do life, family, and ministry together. Uh, We support and adamantly cheer each other on in our individual pursuits and endeavors. Um, Dwight serves as a successful executive leadership coach with CMI Leadership Coaching.
1: And Janelle is the CEO and founder of Walking Inc., a very successful and growing nonprofit that empowers women and girls across the entire country and particularly spread out throughout the East Coast.
0: And so today, we are excited as you join us for our topic of overcoming. I know you got a lot of things going on. But don't forget to keep your head above the noise. Gotta keep your head above the noise. Dr. Janelle's Above the Noise podcast is available on all platforms. Subscribe today.
1: We are excited to be able to bring special guests each week so that we can together Maneuver into your next. This morning we are reaching all the way out to the shy because we have uh, this power couple uh, from Chicago that we really believe will help bless you and really provide insights to help move you forward
0: yes they are doctors joel and naomi mitchell we are excited to have them with us today they are pastors and they are passionate about helping couples to be successful in their marriages
1: they are the founders of the marriage investors and we are glad that we were able to reach out and connect with them we want to introduce you all to uh, dr joel and naomi mitchell they are Uh, leading this movement called the marriage investors and today you know we've been talking about how to overcome obstacles and so you know just kind of as we start off i'm not sure if you want to kind of share a little bit about how we met and then uh, just kind of let them tell us where they are and where they're from and what they do
0: sure so we are again just delighted to have uh these two blessings to the kingdom in our lives as you all know we both well we're at Chicago Theological Seminary for our doctoral degrees, and we had the honor of meeting this wonderful couple. Um, Dr. Naomi and I had some classes together, and uh, um, but I just thank God for our connection even beyond the classroom. Absolutely. She introduced me to Harold's Chicken in Chicago. Um, Shout
2: out to Harold's. <laughs> sauce. So,
0: <yes>. That's right. What <laughs> um, a wonderful spirit and a wonderful sister. And then the four of us had a chance just to kind of have dinner and converse And just thank God for the blessing they are there and all those they connect with. So welcome. Thank you all for being here today. You all, as
2: you all have stated, we're Joel and Naomi and we are the marriage investors. And so we help couples get a greater return on their investment. And I do because we live in a day and time when people invest in everything. They invest in their homes. They invest in their cars. They invest and we invest in our education. Right. you know invest in our children we invest in everything uh but then when it comes time to invest in our marriages mm-hmm. that's something that generally goes lacking So true. right absolutely And, you know, we want to help people invest so that they can get a greater return. So we've been married now 20 years this past March. You know, (laughs) 20
1: years. Okay,
2: (laughs) And uh, we have uh, three wonderful children, a set of uh, twin boys, Jasper and Jacoby, just finished their first year at Morehouse. Our daughter, Sydney Joy, is a rising senior this year. Wow. And uh, yeah, you know, and and we have a golden retriever named Max. (laughs) (laughs) But, you know, it was not always, you know, uh, Peachy King. We've been married 20 years, surely by the grace of God.
3: (laughs) Yes, Lord. You (laughs) know, Because
2: we went, talk about obstacles. You know, we, we went through some obstacles, so much so that probably about year eight, we were ready to throw in the towel. Okay. Dude, peace out. You know, and, you know, we came into this thing like, oh, we will never say the D word. We'll never talk about divorce. But right. baby, <laughs> <laughs> that, thing, that thing started getting hot. And, yeah. uh, and, and God was blessing us. Even, you know, we went to school. We were in ministry. We met each other in church. But we were just that equipped. And, you know, we loved each other. But. How many times have you heard love is just not enough because we didn't have the tools? Yeah. yeah, right. So when the Lord blessed us. And we'll get into that, I'm sure, in the conversation when the Lord blessed us and, and allowed us to kind of find our way back. What we did was we said, you know, Lord, well, use us and we want to help couples learn mm-hmm. what we learn and and like you know how you had those prayers go ahead brother i'm sorry yeah,
1: no no you you said something twice i wanted to kind of maybe see if you could unpack that you mentioned that you guys didn't have the tools yeah and now you're saying you want to help other couples And um, we've been talking this morning about different ways to practically overcome obstacles what are some of the tools that you guys didn't have that you're either supplying now or tools you didn't have that you wish you had that would have made that year seven and eight a little bit smoother
3: yeah, absolutely. So again, as you said, we thought, you know, because we loved each other and we love God that we could really overcome anything. And I think that that is why oftentimes, you know, um, we think that the spiritual side of things is enough to get us through, especially those of us who attend church and love God and all of those Great. things. But oh, that that is not wholeness, right? And so we okay. need tools such as uh, um, emotional tools and mental health. Uh, Tools and we need financial tools and communication and conflict resolution and those Mm -hmm. things because we were praying. Yes. god then helped us sent us some resources to help us get through so it's not enough to pray we have to put feet to our prayers and we have to get up and move we need action right and so we didn't know how to communicate well with each other we didn't understand that we operate on different frequencies you know there used to be there's this book called men are from mars and women are from Venus." We updated and we said yeah. men are from uh, men have Androids and women have iPhones. <laughs> <laughs> well, this was- I and- like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, so those it's are just some of the two. So <laughs> <accurate>. That is <laughs> <Yeah>.
2: so
3: accurate.
2: <laughs> and, and just, you know, communication is the lifeblood. And you think something's so simple, right. but that's one of the hardest things in the world because even as we're sitting here, the longest distance in the world is from my mouth to Naomi's ear because <laughs> it it's so much distortion. Oh, and wow. you know, even if you think you know the right thing to say, you don't necessarily say it correctly. Mm-hmm. And well, then is. if you say it correctly, that doesn't mean that she understands I hear it that way. the way that <laughs> I meant it. You know what I'm saying? And so as we went through this thing and here in Chicago, you know, we, we did write a book called Shattered, How to Overcome a Broken Marriage. Awesome. But the analogy that we use in that book is say, if you're, you know, driving down the street and a small pebble hits your windshield. And I don't know about you all. You all are much more responsible than we are. No. But, you know, but, you know, you get a little ding in the wind, in the windshield. You're like, Oh, I'm going to take care of it. I'm going
3: right. to fix it. Right. It'll be okay. Right?
2: You keep driving and you keep driving. And then oh, that small sure. little ding starts to spread and splinter, splinter. And before mm-hmm. you know it, it's across your entire windshield, and here in Chicago, with all of this rain, snow, ice, and forty below yeah. zero, we got so many potholes that we said we want pothole away right. from that windshield just shattering. Mm-hmm.
1: Now, first of all, I feel like you're coming for me because I actually have a crack in my windshield right now, <laughs> and so I'm not in Chicago, but I'm going to get that fixed.
2: Yes. Take, uh, care Take care. Take
1: <laughs> care. Second, I'm gonna make sure y'all don't have any cracks in my marriage before, <laughs> right? Yeah. Uh, but, but I, And I hear you saying that. So I think you guys have really unpacked the challenge. Mm-hmm. How then does one like fix that crack before it shatters?
3: Yeah. So I think that um, once you notice, because one of the things we talk about is the different types of conversation. And you'd be surprised at how many people really do not talk like stop and take a moment to look into your spouse's eyes. We call it soul gazing. Soul gazing, Um, Oftentimes that we, you know, because the eyes (laughs) are the windows to the soul. And because we're so busy, we don't take the time to look at each other, because sometimes the eyes will tell us what the mouth Mm -hmm. won't tell us. Right. And so communication is more than just conversation. And um, and so we find that the conversations that we do have are what we call transactional conversations. Everyday conversations. Did you? Are you dropping off the children? Um, you know, did, what are you out? Take out the out? chicken. <laughs> 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 did you pay the bills? Uh, you know, how, how was your day? Just kind of brief conversations, right? Right. Transformational conversations are conversations where you are intentional about mm-hmm. looking at each other and asking each other what's going on with you how can i pray for you you know how you know how's your heart those types of things that you want to know about each other and take the time you know how's our relationship you know what is it about us that that you know that you like or that you don't like and like really having those conversations that will transform your relationship
2: thing that propelled us into this is the scripture found in what's that first corinthians second corinthians, corinthians, corinthians 5 and and it said that God reconciled the entire world to himself through Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So we were like, well surely if God can reconcile the entire world, <laughs> there's look two people, you know. Right, right. right. Scripture goes on to say that now that we've reconciled us, that now you all have you know, become part of the ministry of reconciliation. Mm -hmm. And And so, and now we're making you ambassadors. And so that was our call because as we said, Jesus, if you get out of this, we're going to tell our testimony. We're going to share. (laughs) And and this one last thing that Naomi always talks about, and I love how she says it, but if you think about the communion table, Mm. and, and it said that at the table, Jesus took the bread. He blessed it. Then he broke it. And then he gave it out. And so in our story, we believe that God blessed us. Mm-hmm. But then he allowed us to become broken. And now okay. he's using us to be given. Oh, wow. That's great. Yeah. Yes.
1: That's great revelation. That's great. And we appreciate we appreciate you sharing. Yeah. Uh, we appreciate you kind of giving this time. And now for those of you who are in. Uh, who are logged in and connected right now. Hopefully you grab some nuggets from uh, Doctors Joel and Naomi. Uh, there'll be a lot of exclusive behind the scenes content, even extended version of the interview on our website, nowwhatlive.com. But we want you to connect, connect with them at the yes. marriageinvestors.com. Yes, Absolutely. the
2: marriageinvestors.com.
1: Listen, thank you guys again uh, for connecting with us. We'll be right back. Don't go anywhere uh, as we get ready to end this time together in our now what?
0: For exclusive content from today's episode, visit NowWhatLive.com. View the extended interview from today's guest. Download free resources, books, and courses to help you move from now to next. Subscribe to our YouTube channel for more behind-the-scenes content. And stay connected with us on Facebook and Instagram at NowWhatBackstage. And if you'd like to partner with us, you'll find ways to advertise, sponsor a show, segment, or season, or donate. On nowwhatlive.com. Hey, ladies, welcome to this week's empowerment moment. Making fear flee. It has to get away. There are too many amazing things that are still ahead of you, and you cannot allow fear to stop you. Fear is the culprit of so many dreams that have been deferred, so much untapped potential, unfulfillment, frustration, but no longer. Today, I want to help you understand how to make fear flee in your life. It's amazing to me. As a matter of fact, John Hopkins did a very interesting study that talked about how 19 million people have been diagnosed with at least one phobia or fear. So if there's something that's paralyzing you today or that's making you worry, you were not by yourself, but you cannot allow those things to stop you. I also found it interesting that the Huffington Post had an article entitled 85% of what we worry about never even happens. Isn't that interesting? So that thing that's keeping you on the couch as opposed to getting you out there walking in your destiny, all those what ifs that are flying around in your mind, many of them will never happen. It's like the boogeyman underneath the bed. You run into your child's room when they are terrified. You pull up the sheets, you pull up the covers and there's nothing there. You have to realize that with many of the fears that are trying to hinder and stop you, when you pull up the sheets, there's nothing there. And so you have to realize there is more power within you than you even know. Ladies, do not underestimate yourself. Sure, we have things that we fear. Sure, we made mistakes in the past. But do not allow a fear of failure, a fear of rejection, or even a fear of other people's opinions to stop you from moving forward. Listen, people are always going to have opinions. As a matter of fact, there is a motto that we teach all of our ladies of distinction that we're privileged to mentor. And a key part of that motto says, I know that others' opinions of me don't make me. Listen, people may not always understand what you do, why you do it, or even how you do it, but you cannot allow their opinions to stop you. They're often fleeting anyway. If you find yourself all over the place, oftentimes it's because you are striving after approval from people rather than the fulfillment of your God-ordained purpose. Don't fear their opinions. You want to get to a place where you can make Fear flee. Another thing that you can do in order to make fear flee in your life is remember that God did not give it to you. You have what you need. And since God did not give you fear, you don't need it. Let it go. Number two, realize that there is more power in you than sometimes you give yourselves credit for. Ladies, sometimes we are our own worst critics. We fear that we can't. But is the fear really that we can and that we're more powerful than we really even know? Remember that when you are partnered with God, even your ordinary becomes extraordinary. So don't fear if it doesn't quite materialize the way that you think. The real failure would be in not even trying, not so much the outcome being exactly what you want it to be. You can make fear believe. Say, listen, there's greatness in me, there's greatness ahead of me, and I refuse any longer in my life to allow it to stop me. Listen, ladies, I believe in you, but you have to believe in you. This is your moment, this is your season to no longer allow fear to stop you. Be unapologetically you. You don't have to apologize for your success. You don't have to underplay who you are. Don't apologize for it or don't devalue all that you possess. Fear will no longer stop you. You got this. Hey, ladies.
1: Welcome to Time Out. Remember, these are moments where we get coaching tips. Every time out has both a pause and some moment where we create a play. And as we've been talking about overcoming obstacles, challenges, dilemmas in life, I want you to know that there's going to be a moment where rejection knocks on your door and tries to take you out. Here's the key. You have the power to overcome rejection. Here's what i love for you to do. Last week, we talked about prioritizing. And if you can prioritize reason over-rejection, that it will drastically help you to overcome. <laughs> Why rejection? Everyone has to deal with rejection. No one rises to success or achievement or full purpose in life without some form of rejection. Maybe it's a product you had, an idea that you gave. Maybe it was you. You gave yourself it to someone and they didn't really love you back. Everyone who is anyone will face rejection. Dr. Seuss was rejected, Oprah was rejected, Michael Jordan was rejected. Walt Disney was told he wasn't even creative. Rejection is part of who we are what we do. It is on the route or in route to rising to the top. So if you're gonna deal with it, let's talk about how we can overcome. Quick equation, one, reason over rejection. Here's what you wanna do. You wanna have rejection minus rationale. One of the things we often try to do is figure out in our mind why we were rejected. We ask ourselves questions. What could I have done better? Who did it? Why didn't they accept me? Who did they accept? What was the alternative? Let me tell you something. There are many times you will feel rejected and there is no rationale. And to be honest, even if someone gave you an answer, it doesn't necessarily mean that you would agree. And so we want to remove rationale from rejection. Don't try to figure out exactly why it happened, what happened, and how it can be fixed. Just realize that rationale has no place in rejection. It is a part of life. Second, we want you to take rejection and add reason. Now, when we talk about reason, all we're saying is have a conversation. Don't let rejection be the thing that knock you down or cause your emotions to plummet. First, start having conversations. a matter of fact... Uh, The Old Testament scripture says, come let us reason together. In other words, let's have uh, some exchange in ideas about what took place and what can take place. And when you learn to add reason to rejection, place reason over rejection, then rejection will not run you, but reason will help lift you and you will rise. Third, you remember these, the less than, greater than? Let's have less what? And greater why it's not about what happened to you it's about why it happened and maybe if you can take reason over rejection you ask questions like why now and why not let me be clear this is why now since I got rejected in this moment and I feel rejection in this moment what else can I do in this moment second why not you could absolutely Take this rejection, roll over, and make sure that you never go after anything again. But why not try? Why not make a second attempt? Why not pick yourself up and go forward? There is no way one moment of rejection has defined you. You were enough before your rejection and you are more than enough afterward because you have reason. Which brings me to our last point in our equation. And that is remembering and realizing that falling does not equal failure that just because you feel down or they may have made you actually go down or lower in position. Trust that just because you have hit what seems to be a bottom does not mean that you cannot still rise. One of my favorite poems is by Aaron Hansen and in the middle of that poem, uh, he simply suggests, what if I fail, oh my darling, but what if I fly? The simple idea is that the same motion of jumping off of a cliff could cause you to go low or it could cause you to be lifted and rise. Here's what we know. We know that you're gonna feel rejected. We know that rejection is going to come. But if you prioritize reason over rejection, what you will discover is that reasoning for rejection often redirects you because of rejection. There is absolutely no thing and no one that can stop the progress that is already in you. Here's what I believe. I believe in a God who, before the foundations of the earth, already created you and knew where you were headed. And here's his promise. His promise to all of us is that there is no weapon that is formed that shall prosper that will stop us, uh, that there is nothing that will prevent us from receiving his love. And because that's true, there's always a reason for the moment that you are rejected. So if you want to maximize your potential, and if you could for a moment pause and take this plan and operate it in your life, you won't get stuck asking now what? You'll know that if you reduce your rationale, add some reason, make sure you magnify the why and know that falling does not equal failure, you will be able to experience life that has maximized potential.
0: Well, that concludes our time today for now what? Thank you so much for joining us, but you know that we love to end every episode with some action items, some practical things that you right. can do to help implement what we've shared with you today.
1: Yeah, so we've already had a moment where we've talked about what obstacles are and the fact that you can and will overcome them. We had our Hey ladies, session, where we were able to really discuss simple principles and practices for overcoming fear. And don't forget the coaching tip. The coaching tip reminds us that there's always reason over rejection. So now here are your next steps.
0: Number one, we want you to consider some of the areas of fear that may be stopping you. If you can, identify at least one particular area of fear or type of fear that is trying to immobilize you. Identify it and then attack it with one of the strategies that we've shared with you today. So maybe it's you begin to implement those mantras we talked about during our Hey Lady segment. Maybe you continue to tell yourself over and over again, God's got this and God's got me. Whatever it is, maybe you have developed, maybe you have an opportunity to develop your own positive affirmation, but we want you to be able to identify that area and then attack it so that fear will no longer stop you from moving forward.
1: Absolutely, and while you're attacking fear, also wanna make sure you can fill in the equation. Listen, there are gonna be moments where you feel rejected and sometimes, honestly, you will be. Here's the key, redirect your rejection by having a reason. So while you're talking about fear, while you're thinking through your fear, here's what I'd like for you to do. Write down, type out, I want you to visualize it. Take the rejection just for a moment, suck it up, smile about it, and then ask yourself, where do I go from here? What does the rejection actually direct me to? And I want you to write it down. Don't just write the rejection, write the rejection and then write how you've been redirected. Put it on a sticky note, place it somewhere where you can see it. And when you join us back here next week, our hope is that you've been able to repackage your rejection so that you realize it was never designed to stop you. It never fully defined you. It was all a part of the process to helping you overcome. Because remember, Obstacles are not something you can get rid of. Life is filled with them, and you're gonna find them in your finances, in your physical health, you'll find them in your family and relationships, and even in your faith, but they do not have to be barriers to stop you from experiencing the best of life.
0: That's right, so remember, obstacles will appear, challenges do come, but you are an overcomer and you can continue or begin today and start overcoming those challenges as they emerge in your life you don't have to stay stuck please don't stay stuck there's so much greatness in you and ahead of
1: you. Absolutely. Remember, all of those key nuggets that both Dr. Joel and Dr. Noemi gave, uh, those are nuggets not just for today, not just for this morning. Those are nuggets to live by. And we really believe and hope that if you grab hold to our conversation that you implement from here, then you won't get stuck at the now what, but you'll be able to move from your now, maximizing it, and make sure your next is so much better.